Check, check, check. One, two, one, two. Hello and welcome, my friends. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of A Sunday Kind of Podcast. Sometimes a blog, but these days a podcast. Uh, Coming at you on a Thursday because, again, that's just what's happening these days. Maybe they'll come out on a Sunday again. Who knows? Um, But thank you. Thank you so much for continuing to listen, for continuing to engage with this. Um, My engagement on Substack has been off the roof. Y'all continue to read and open, and I'm just so grateful. And... um, Again, if if, uh, if you know somebody who might find this valuable, I would really love and appreciate if you shared it with them and, you know, maybe use it as a, a conversational starting point um, about your self-growth. Uh, so for today, I want to speak about accessing the Enneagram from a somatic angle. And how? What are the ten ways in which we can do that? The ten ways in which which we can access the enneagram somatically. And so, what does somatics mean? What does somatic mean? Um, well, the word comes from this Greek origin, soma, meaning body, and so somatic means of the body, right? Anything relating to the body. So your your physical sensations. Um, sort of the the way your body might feel in the moment, um, the way sort of different scenarios might uh, be experienced by the body. And that's so important because in self-development work, especially through the Enneagram, um, the, a big component of that is being able to be available to the present moment being able to come back to the present moment the enneagram exposes sort of our hidden patterns our hidden core motivations and fears and focus of attention and sort of all of these thinking and feeling patterns that we have and and if we can engage it to the body because the body can only live in the present moment it's never in the future or the past if you can engage these patterns through through the somatics then we'll begin to um, delve deeper into our self-regulation into our personal development and as a reminder you know from a few episodes ago the science tells us that the body is processing 11 million bits of information per second while the conscious mind is only processing 50 bits of information so so much of what we're experiencing moment by moment just feel into the the difference of that right 11 million versus 50 so much of what we're experiencing in the moment first registers in the body and I know this is so true for me because, you know, I'll, I'll, it'll take me a while to figure out, oh, wait a second, <laughs> like I'm feeling something or I'm anxious, you know, like I've been feeling it all day and it won't be until like the evening that I'll just be like, oh my goodness, like this is what I've been carrying all day. 
And so if we can engage sort of this somatic growth in a more intentional matter, manner, then, um, you know, we'll show up in the world just more trustable, more grounded. Uh, we can achieve better results. We can cultivate healthier relationships. And so that's really the promise of the Enneagram that's available. So, um, I want to begin with a story, um, a somatic story for me, how, about how this has been real. Um, this summer, I, I went to a retreat where I participated in a, in a breathwork ritual. And there's all sorts of, of breathwork rituals out there. There's one that's been um, made more accessible um, in, in sort of the Western world through Wim Hof. Uh, the Wim Hof method, W-I-M-H-O-F. Um, his method is is probably what's most popular out there as far as breath work. There's also this app called Othership, Other Ship, one word, Ship S H I P I I P, and um, and that's an app that you can borrow that can that can walk you through sort of a breath work ritual. And breathwork is a truly a, a somatic ritual. And in this particular experience that I had this summer, I had a, uh, you know, while I was deep into the ritual, it was a one-hour exercise. And when I was deep into it, I found myself reliving this memory that I had had a long time ago that was, <laughs> quite honestly, when I think about it, it was a traumatic memory. And it was my first time at the beach and for the longest time it it was a source of trauma honestly like i was at the beach and you know i I grew up in the philippines and so we didn't really use sunscreen back then like it was just sort of like figure out as you go and i was playing and like the sun just got me and i had this terrible um terrible sunburn and at the same time, I got bit by a jellyfish, and it was absolutely miserable. And I was so mad for, you know, like every time I think about that, I get mad at my parents because they're like, why didn't you take care, better care of me? I shouldn't have gone through that. And it was, this, again, this source of like negativity. It was like a terrible memory for me. But in this breathwork practice, um, uh, sort of the memory became more vivid and another part of it unlocked and I remember again very vividly as I'm experiencing it through this ritual the first memory I had of, of the beach it was actually my first time being at the beach and I remember the vehicle that I was in as we were rounding the corner and I saw the sun over the sea and I saw the, the sort of this radiance has as the light hit the water and I saw how there was essentially no one there at the beach and um, there were a few places where we could sit and uh, it was it was wonderful right it, it, it was a memory I had forgotten but all of a sudden I felt in my body all, all of these like chills I got the chills in my body and I started to relive this experience from a positive angle because at that moment I remember oh like 
This whole thing was planned for me. This birthday was planned for me. And I just felt the love rush through in a somatic, in a real somatic way. And, and that just changes that entire memory for me. Right. So there was a healing that happened in that moment from a somatic angle that became available to me. And I was able to relive this negative experience and it became something really positive for me. And, and so that's just one example of what it means to, to access the Enneagram from a somatic angle. Right. The, the body starts to, the body keeps score and it starts to, um, give you access to different parts of you that you at one time had but lost and so with no further ado let me let me talk about the 10 ways in which you can access the Enneagram from a somatic lens so the first path the first way is again first understanding your Enneagram type this is the first place to start identify your type and this requires self-reflection, understanding each type, or taking an Enneagram test, or doing a, a typing interview with a coach like myself, and learn about these patterns, these fear patterns, desire patterns, motivation patterns of the type, and really start to map yourself to it. And what that does is, again, it starts to create awareness, and you know, after that awareness, you start to be able to have more conscious choice around how you think, and you expand um, and you become more available to other ways of being. And then from there, start to create that somatic awareness, practicing mindfulness and body awareness, right? So um, being able to just pay attention to how emotions and stress manifest in the body. So for me, I know when something's difficult, my shoulders start to come up, right? And my chest starts to close, Right. And if I feel trapped, there's a there's a real tingling that happens in my hands and, and feet. Right. That's when I know that I should probably take a break or I should probably take a breath. Right. So start to notice these recurring physical sensations or tensions that are associated with your, you know, specific emotional states or thinking patterns. And then another way to then dive deeper into the somatic angle is to um, engage body-centered practices. Things like yoga, tai chi, dance. I talked about breathwork earlier. Othership has an app. So breathwork to me is another somatic practice that engages the entire body. You could also try certain poses or movements that might resonate more strongly with your specific type. Right. So there's specific types. There's there's people who there's specific types who really enjoy a walking meditation. Right. A, a present walking meditation. So try some of these things. I stretch every night. Stretching is another body centered practice. So include this as part of your ritual. And again, you'll you'll the point of this is to become more grounded, more calm, more creative make better decisions, become a better leader. The fourth is breathing exercises. So breathing techniques can again help manage your emotional and stress responses. 
So deep belly breathing or alternating nostril breathing can be effective. Another one is the four, seven, eight breathing technique, Yelling, uh, inhaling for four seconds, holding the breath for seven, exhaling for eight. It's another one. Um, another one is mindful movement. So exploring gentle and mindful movement to connect with your sensations and emotions. So again, you know, that might mean um, just taking a pause while you're working and raising your hands in the air. Or that might mean noticing where your feet are while you're working. Or that might mean um, noticing how you eat, like what your jaws are doing when you're eating. That's another one. Um, and then the sixth way is embodied, what they call embodied meditation. These are meditations that focus on body scanning and sensation awareness. So there's tons of, you know, if you just Google body scan meditation and include that, try that as a practice. And that can reveal how your type, how your Enneagram type issues manifest somatically. So again, for me as a type seven, it is that closing of the chest and the raising of the shoulders and then the feet and the hands tingling. Like I can't stay still in one spot. I got to leave. I got to withdraw. Um, so that's one path. The seventh, of course, is therapy or coaching, right? Hire somebody um, who specializes in both the Enneagram and the somatic practice practices. This has been, quite honestly, and still to this day, one of the best investments I've ever made ever made and continue to make on myself um, and and has led to all of the success that I've had in business for sure the eighth is journaling right for some of you journaling helps I'm not a big journal person but for some of you keeping track of your somatic experiences and understanding how they relate to your type this can be really an, an insightful practice the ninth is workshop and retreats my goodness like the, I, I dedicating this time away my wife supporting me to attend this has been a game changer like being able to leave my comfort and attend these retreats or workshops that are filled with somatic practices um, and then I come back and sort of integrate them has been um, completely transformative and then the last is community engagement. You know, we're not meant to live this life alone. We're not meant to live um, this life sort of just carrying things on our own and um, being in community with others. And, and again, this is something that I've come to cultivate the last few years. Being in community with people that are also committed to the work has been um, truly life-changing for me. So being able to have this experience um, outside of our own echo chamber of our, of our thoughts and feelings and realities can be really, really helpful. So remember, those are the, those are the 10 ways, but my, my reminder is there's no one path here. You know, explore these different types. Some of them might work really well for you. Others might not. But the key is to stay curious and to be open to what your body is communicating and to start to see how this interplays with your Enneagram type's characteristics. 
and this holistic approach can lead to this deeper understanding of yourself and really foster this personal and professional growth that brings about so much freedom and ease and effortlessness and just a, a way of, of moving through life that doesn't have to be so hard. I mean, it's hard enough, right? The world is full of uncertainty and I mean, Lord knows what we're going through right now as a as an entire planet with the wars and climate crisis and the violence that we're witnessing. So much is happening out there. And and also, you know, where we can be kinder to ourselves. We can we can you know, the mind just forces us in these realities that don't really need to to be you know to be experience all that much for us and if we can engage sort of that individual personal growth then we'll be able to relate to the world differently even if it is full of uncertainty okay so that is it for me my friends again thank you so much for listening um if you want to learn more about the enneagram um, if you want to dive deeper into this work with me, um, you can feel free to respond to this email. I have Enneagram packages available. Um, we can work on your vision and mission um, for, for more of a short-term sprint. And sometimes, quite often, that sprint turns into a more long-term um, coaching partnership for many of my clients. So, um, yeah, just reach out. And start a conversation if that's something that you're curious about otherwise um you know there's there's all sorts of books that i've offered on this channel and um all sorts of other resources that i've offered through through the Substack. so you know may, maybe you can engage those too so that's it for me my friends may you be well may you be happy may you be healthy May ease and freedom and effortlessness be available to you for the rest of this week and this weekend. And um, may love follow you everywhere you go. Peace and blessings, my friends. See you next time. Bye-bye.